Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, this week's episode of the Solutions Brewing Podcast. Uh, we'd like to thank you for listening. And uh, just a little bit uh, note about last week's episode uh, about beer label requirements. Um, Blair, who is the executive director of the Alberta Small Brewers Association, reached out to us after listening to the episode. Uh, uh, and who has been working with the AGLC uh, thought that maybe some of the conversation might have been potentially confusing or unclear. And uh, so we want to uh, just mention that uh, if you want more information, uh, the best way to get that is to reach out to the AGLC. Or if you're from outside of Alberta, do reach out to your uh, uh, your provincial liquor board. Uh, with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the episode and uh, hope you enjoy this one we have for you this week. Thanks. Past experience, I'm just going to start recording right now and anything that comes to mind <laughs> can be part of the podcast if we so wish it. All right. There really should be like an outtakes. We should like episode build. It's just like us saying stupid shit for just one episode. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why we're doing this because we, we've done a lot of times when we start talking about something, oh, we should have recorded that. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been good. Yeah. What are we talking about today, boys? Uh, today? Oh, man, I'm still waking up from last night. What time did we actually crash? It was like 2? Two? 2 after we watched. Around that, yeah. yeah, and I've been up since 7. <laughs> well, that was I just, silly. I've just been lying down, but I've been, <laughs> but I've been awake since 7. That was now 9. That is the, uh, <laughs> that's the normal routine for me. I don't know. I can never sleep. So that's why I have to crash early. <laughs> I used to sleep in until I got a, a little uh, human living uh, alarm clock, and then he makes sure that we get up at seven thirty. Sometimes eight, if he's being really generous that day. Okay. Uh, we can talk about our little our adventures driving up yesterday. Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> uh, the adventures up and the beer fest, or. Beer fest, the beginning, <laughs> part part one. We might have enough with just the drive up. That was a little hairy. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob, do you want to do the intro? Yeah, I think it's my turn. I always lose track because of because um, I have to listen. I listen to all of them. I know. So I keep forgetting which one. <laughs> all I know is I did it last time. So. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Solutions Brewing Podcast. I'm Rob. And today we're doing an in-person one with Brendan and Steve. Hey, everyone. Not just in-person, in-person and on location. We're in Jasper. Yeah. We're in Jasper recording from our Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> this, this very eclectic Airbnb. But very nice. It's very nice, but yeah. it's, uh, it's got a sign for literally everything. <laughs> There's even an exit sign. Well, and, I think they're required to have that here, though. Uh, maybe. But, yeah, it's just funny. Everything's labeled and everything's... Uh, Everything's got a sign, and there's just weird stuff on the walls they, yes, they've it. collected over the years. And we are not allowed to cook. There are several signs that make us aware that there's no cooking allowed. <laughs> and in several languages, too. <laughs> yes, obviously, we got some kind of zoning law here. But, uh, yeah, so we're here in Jasper for the beer festival. This is our third time attending a beer festival. Uh, we've attended Calgary and Edmonton before. This is the first time we've gone to a smaller venue event. And uh, so far, I'm liking it. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a little more, as you could say, intimate. People are more willing to talk to you and hang out and chat, um, both customers and brewers. Mm -hmm. like talking to other vendors is pretty cool, um, <clears throat> especially for this one because it's different because there's the Iron Brewer, which we've mentioned before. Uh, that is happening, well, 
day of this recording, actually. <laughs> It'll be happening later today. <laughs> and, uh, um, so, yeah, talking to other brewers and seeing what they come up with is hearing their ideas was pretty interesting as well. Yeah, um, we had the uh, pleasure last night of sitting uh, with the uh, head brewers of uh, Dandy and Far, And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it was so busy last night after the show that uh, we actually didn't, uh, didn't get beers at the, the bar at the Jasper Park Lodge. <laughs> Uh, so we just kind of called it eventually and left, uh, but we had a good chat with them and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, the dandy brewers were doing, uh, what was it? A, a Pilsner or a Kolsch? Czech, Czech Pilsner. Czech Pilsner. Yeah. And the, uh, uh, Far was doing. He called it Disco Lemonade. Yeah. So, uh, I think he was using, a he's dry hopping and the lemon peel. So we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens. You see, that's interesting because with those two breweries, I would have expected the, the opposite. <laughs> 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 For far to do the Pilsner and to do the, the fancy lemonade one. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that was really good. But, uh, I think we should start by, uh, talking about the journey from, uh, <laughs> journey from, Calgary or Airdrie to Jasper. So for those who don't know, or if you want to look up on Google Maps really quick, uh, Jasper is a little mountain, well, it's a kind of resort uh, village now or resort town. Yeah, it's like what Banff was 40 years ago. Yeah, it's a small little place just nestled in the mountains, but it's nestled pretty far in the mountains. So from Calgary, at least, it's about a four to four and a half hour drive on a good day when the roads are nice and clear and there's not much going on. Uh, however, uh, it being a mountainous region gets a lot of snow. So when we took off yesterday from Calgary, we had to do pit stop first to drop off the dog and feed the child. And then we did another uh, pit stop at Lake Louise to feed the child again. And then we get on from the Trans-Canada Highway to Highway 93. So as we approach the, uh, basically the park gate, uh, to, you know, buy your, uh, park pass, or whatever you're, if you're traveling through, uh, there's a big yellow sign on the right side of it and it says like uh, good uh, driving conditions, fair driving conditions, poor driving conditions, and road closed. And when we drive up, it says poor driving conditions. <laughs> and they were not lying. Yeah, they were not lying. <laughs> so uh, like the Trans-Canada Highway was like nicely plowed and it was nicely maintained and it was- Bare pavement. Bare pavement is yeah. beautiful. And we get to this Highway 93, and it's just ice. Like, literally, sections where just you could see the sheen of the ice that we were driving on. Yeah, there was definitely a few centimeters of just ice on that road. And, you know, granted, they were, uh, you know, gritting it and, you know, uh, you know doing, what, doing what they could. And there was patches here and there because of the warm weather the last little bit. Like, it had melted, and you could actually <clears throat> get some bare pavement and get going. But like, oh man, some of those turns and you're just going and all of a sudden you feel the, the vehicle shift on you. Ooh. And then, you know, still trying to make time because uh, at least in my case, we were, uh, you know, I was op opening with Rob with the show and I was like, okay, you know, by the time we do all the Simon, and even with Simon stuff accounted for, I should get there about for four, you know, something like that. Yeah, I got the show quarter, quarter to six by the time the show started <laughs> I, I i left poor rob to uh unload and set up by himself i'm so sorry man <laughs> that's okay as it as it worked out the uh staff at jasper park lodge were pretty awesome they uh they saw me trying to move the fridge and they came over and just helped me so 
good. Yeah. yeah. No, and even last night, like them, the servers going around just picking up all the the used cups and uh, and uh, maintaining the booths, like bringing yeah. ice around and yeah, all that, and recycling like, in the garbage. And, yeah, they were uh, very good helping supply with ice and everything. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty sweet. Yeah, I kind of got this vision of Rob struggling to get the fridge off the back of the truck and four guys coming well, out of nowhere grabbing it and just taking it away. <laughs> well, they have this loading dock, which obviously is normally used for larger trucks or taller trucks, right? So you pull up and there's half a foot or foot that you would I would have to lift off from the tailgate up on top of the thing. <laughs> and I mean, the fridge isn't that heavy, but it's awkward. Well, like, you can't just, just like, person, you can't like, just bear hug it yeah. and lift it up, right? It's just... I got long arms, but they're not that long. <laughs> <clears throat> so I was like, I was standing there staring at this. I'm like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> and then someone came over and was like, yeah, man, let me help you. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> well, how was your drive up, Rob? Because you went solo with the fridge and the beer and all that sort of stuff. And clearly the most critical part of us. Yes. Yeah, because because without a fridge and without beer, we so don't I actually have all do. the stuff. Brendan Brendan stopped by my place to drop off his truck so that we could put the the, the fridge on there and load up the beers. And uh, so we did that Thursday night, and then we're driving up Friday. I was driving up Friday morning by myself with everything, and then uh, <clears throat> barely even left Airdrie, and one of the straps break <laughs> that was holding the uh, fridge down, and the fridge falls over. Now, luckily, it fell kind of. I don't know, backwards, forwards, whatever, instead of sideways. So it stayed in the truck. Um, so we, it only suffered a small dent on the handle, on the freezer handle part, so it was okay. So I was able to push it back up, grab another strap, tie it back down. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so anyway, so that was a good start. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, and then I'm like, okay, well, that's all sorted out. Start driving. And I make about halfway to Cochrane, and then I realize I forgot some of our marketing materials, like our table runner and stuff, which is, which is like our only, literally our only item that we have that has our name and logo on it. <laughs> well, other than the fridge, which, the as fridge. you mentioned, was not guaranteed to make it up. <laughs> so, so it was like I was like ah, so I'm like 20 minutes away from home, which I guess is not too bad. But then I have to turn around for the 20 minutes grab that stuff then 20 minutes back so i had an hour to my journey this is already supposed to be a five and a half hour drive so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay so from that point it's pretty smooth until i got to the gate mm -hmm. the park gate there they're uh, turning it off from highway one to go north on 93 and uh yeah look at the sign yeah poor road conditions like uh oh okay a couple people in front of me they're taking forever to figure out what's going on I'm like what's going on man just get your pass and get going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like and then I pull up and then they like they're like where are you going no I'm attending Jasper I'm like oh you might want to read this notice and like because they're uh for avalanche control they they bomb they bomb or do whatever avalanche control whatever they, whatever they decide to use throw explosives at the mountain pretty in much in creative ways Tr trigger avalanches yeah. and yeah. yeah that'd be a fun job actually is finding more clever and fun ways to trigger avalanches in a safe way <laughs> they probably already have fun doing it with explosives i'm sure <laughs> which for anyone who doesn't know uh like you know 
you have to use some sort of loud noise or explosion to uh, to shift enough of the snow. So one of the ways they do it here is they literally go up in a helicopter with dynamite and throw it out of the helicopter at the snowpack and get it to move that way. And then we were talking about this. They do it in some Nordic countries, but also in BC. Uh, there's literally a cannon mounted to the side of the, uh, on the hill, and they literally fire yeah. rounds into the mountainside. They have some old to, artillery aimed yeah. at the mountains, and they just and they just fire it to trigger avalanches. So it's super cool, and that is kind of a dream job. <laughs> so, so, anyways, when they do this, they have to close the highway down because the snow goes all the way across the road yeah. <laughs> and not a little bit of snow I'm talking like a lot that they have to move it with a bulldozer after mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there is a warning that between 10 and 4 10 a.m and 4 p.m that the road could be closed for up to two hours and i was like uh well i still need to get to jasper <laughs> like they're like okay well make sure you got lots of fuel because if you gotta wait and wait but turns out i it was done by the time I got there probably because the road conditions were so terrible that, mm-hmm. that I was only going like 50 or 60 kilometers an hour this highway is normally 90 kilometers an hour uh, so by the time I got there they're totally done but but yeah, but especially like, so there's a, a junction, uh, it used to be a fuel station or something along the way that's now closed, but, uh, basically the road up into that point and that's roughly the third to halfway point. It's about the halfway yeah, point. About the yeah, halfway. It's, it's right at the Saskatchewan river crossing. Yeah. Um, that like the road up until then was just, again, there was that ice and, um, uh, to add more, you know, obstacles along the way, there were people uh, who park along the way there's like there's supposed to be turnouts here and there but people were just parked randomly on the road in spots and they're doing like uh, hiking up the hill or snowshoeing or backcountry skiing, back country or, skiing yeah. or whatever but a few of the times like come around the corner and you're just like oh like uh, <laughs> it's like i had no sharp movements because if there's a sharp movement i'm going to start doing a little twirl <laughs> yeah. No, it made for interesting conditions for sure. So I came up last and we were a little bit later in the day. So I had the fun as soon as I got on that road, looking at the watch me like, okay, when's the sun going down? Because this is not fun now. (laughs) It's going to be even less fun in the dark. Um, Unfortunately, we made it past the Saskatchewan River crossing by the time the sun set. And then we were on Um, from that point forward. It was relatively clear roads. Yeah. Um, And. I was joking with Steph as we were driving up. I was like, oh, well, this makes sense. We went from the back end of Banff Park to the front end of Jasper Park. So, of course, the Jasper Park part of it is all perfectly plowed and clean. The Banff people are like, ah, it's a Jasper entrance. Well, we don't guess and these are both federal <laughs> parks, right? So it's like, they, really, they should coordinate a little better, but whatever. It's funny because I actually thought it would be the opposite. Because coming into the mountain town, you think like coming to the mountain, there's going to be a lot of snow and stuff. And you expect the roads to be a little bit more sketchy getting closer to a mountain, never mind at the start of this road. But (laughs) mind you, you're still in the mountains the whole time. So, But it was definitely a highway where you could tell in that early portion which parts of the highway get consistent sun through the days (laughs) which parts are shaded by the trees. Because you'd go from that two or three centimeters of ice to 
oh, we got 100 yards of bare pavement. It's like, oh, clearly that's in the sun the whole day. So I I guess that's a point, too, is that the, uh, like, heading up to Jasper, like, I think the elevation change as well probably factored in because uh, there's one particular, like, large switchback that you go up, like, a couple hundred meters. Yeah, that one was cool. Yeah, but once you do that, like, you're you're high enough that, like, the trees are not as uh, as prevalent. So there's less, you know, cover to keep snow on the road and, you know, keep the get the sun on the road there's no uh, uh coverage or shade or anything like that so mm-hmm. that giant hairpin looked awesome i wanted to so badly just drift around the whole thing <laughs> i'm like this is totally doable <laughs> well it's cool in the summer because it's a lake on both ends right mm-hmm. so you're it's very 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 pretty the highway 93 is a very very pretty drive it was a very pretty drive but then i got caught a couple of times of looking over like oh wow that looks awesome and then you feel the truck shake loose and like whoa <laughs> so yes important part for any uh, highway designers or aspiring highway designers that listen to our podcast for some reason <laughs> <laughs> when you have a very pretty or very particularly scenic drive rumble strip the whole thing yeah <laughs> and that's what they did here people are going to get lost and they'll have to oh right i'm driving yeah i'm driving <laughs> oh <laughs> I, I should get back on the road <laughs> yeah uh, i was gonna say rubble strips on both sides and the center and the and center absolutely yeah. <laughs> but that actually brings up another point so on our drive there because it was pretty and we were going at around near sunset mm-hmm. driving through and it was actually a section where we could go 70 80 almost 90 mm-hmm. come around a corner and there's a car parked not on the side of the road right in the middle of the lane <laughs> Cool. And the person's out of their car, standing in the center of the highway, <laughs> taking a picture of the of the sunset. Oh, and I came geez. and I, I just started freaking out because you can't slam on the brakes because you got two centimeters of ice, and you do that, you're going to lock up and you're not going to stop. You're just going to start losing yeah. control. You can't you're, do. You're going to play curl a car. Yeah, so <laughs> start getting into the other lane, but. I don't use the horn in my car often, but I was just laying on the horn because I was like, they were facing the other way too. They were trying to take a picture of the sunset. And I was like, no, you need to know that I'm coming. (laughs) And you need to get out of the way and you need to reflect on how poor a decision this was (laughs) to get your Instagram posted. And then the kicker, the real kicker is that down the next turn, a hundred yards down the road, you take the turn and the valley opens up and it's a much better picture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was my first time driving that highway, and it was really nice. I kind of want to uh, wait till summertime. I want to <clears throat> figure out now how to ride it on my motorcycle. Uh, we were talking about that yesterday. I just got to check up on gas stations because there there weren't very many. <laughs> well, there's literally a sign as you come into the onto Highway 93. It's like next fill station is literally 230 kilometers. So, which is like that's like the limit of my motorcycle. I can <laughs> maybe make it more, but. When you're thinking that you're riding in the mountains and you're going up, up you're probably not going to get your full range. So yeah. you might want to bring a jerry can and strap it to the back. Yeah, I might have to strap <laughs> a jerry can or something. Well, and you got to look at it because that 230 kilometers is right at the the gate coming off a of highway one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, that means that you have to fuel up in like like yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's why they have the gas station there. This guy's wanting to go out either direction from there. It's a decent drive to the next uh, next mm-hmm. fueling station, but. Um, at Highway 11, where it hits 93, there is a gas station on Highway 11 before it hits the Icefield Parkway. Uh, and I, it's a little ways off of Highway 93, but it's not 200 kilometers. <laughs> That's fine. When, it, when you're on a motorcycle and you're not, the plan is not to go straight from A to B anyways. It's, yeah. it's about just cruising it's about around. The, yeah, the experience, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, and I, I imagine it's, you go from the Icefield Parkway, which is very pretty, and then you turn right 
And I'm sure that first 100 kilometers is just absolutely terrible. <laughs> they like built it high up and shaded the side so you can't see the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, Highway 93, because like I haven't driven on it uh, for about 15 years or so. Last time, like I actually, it was like one of my last family trips with my, uh, my parents because we actually drove up to our old uh, farm in uh, outside of Grand Prairie in a little town called Valley View. And uh, we took the Jasper Jasper Way because they actually originally met uh, randomly. I think it was at the Columbia Ice Fields. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a cafe there. Uh, there's a little bit more touristy stuff there now. But uh, my dad and his buddy Brian, or they're both named Brian, were heading to going skiing. And my mom and her uh, friend, I can't remember what her name was, they were also going skiing. And they met randomly at the at the. Uh, because one was heading down to Banff and the other one was heading up to Jasper or whatever. So they crossed at uh, at this uh, cafe. So it was part of the journey. We, you know, we stopped at this cafe. It's like, oh, this is where we met. And then like went to Jasper and then went up to Grand Prairie. And it's, and it's just so beautiful because it's, you know, you're just weaving in and out of the mountains the entire way. And as Rob was saying, like very easy to get distracted looking up at the mountain and looking at, you know, uh, there's some of the glaciers you can see from the road as well, even though they are getting much smaller. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, this would be really funny if I get caught looking up at something and like some <clears throat> animal runs across the road or something. <laughs> like I wouldn't even see it coming. <laughs> just so distracted. Yeah. So it's like, it's a form of non-digital distraction because you're just like pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mountain looks pointy. I wonder how it looks when you get closer up and then you get closer. It's not as pointy. Oh yeah, and there's, and there's one mountain we saw along the way. It actually looks like an old like castle or something like that because it's got like a couple spires of stone that are like on the edge of it. So it looks like some old battlements or something like that. You're yeah. like, oh man, that's totally a fortress. Oh shit, get back on the road. It looks more like a castle than Castle Mountain, more like a fortress than Fortress, fortress Mountain. mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, we all made it here. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We're in Jasper. So, We're doing our thing. We're in Jasper doing our thing, and we got part day two, part two coming up here. Uh, and yeah, so that was part one. I guess this will probably be our first mini series. That's <laughs> part true. one, part the, two. The Jasper Chronicles. Dreaded continuity. Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, we better end this episode before we start rambling into the next one. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll save that one for later. Yeah, next you. episode, the Jasper Beer Fest. There so, we go. Yeah. Steve, if people want to reach out to us and tell us their own harrowing tales of driving the Icefield Parkway, <laughs> how can they do it? Uh, they can contact us through email at noproblems at solutionsbrewing.com. Uh, through our website itself, solutionsbrewing.com, there's a form there you can just fill out and it'll send an email to us. Uh, you can also get us on our Facebook or Instagram, uh, solutionsbrewing, at solutionsbrewingco. And well, we did. We were talking about uh, twits and uh, tweets, and but... Uh, so instead of using Twitter or anything, it's just if you see us around Jasper, shout out at us. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Uh, or you know, throw carrier pigeons at us or something. It'll be about <laughs> as effective as our Twitter. Account. Yeah, or or, <laughs> smoke, or spoke signals or uh, you know, <laughs> snail mail. I don't know. <laughs> Carve a message in the snow on Marmot or something. Like there, that. We yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Rob will see it on. Uh, I'll see it on. on I'll see it on Monday. <laughs> All right. And that wraps it up. That wraps it up. Take care, take care, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Cue the music, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>